it's my here. <laughs> now y'all know this episode is not about to be about no overnights. Vic and I thought it was necessary to lean into this difficult, messy, and aggravating conversation discussing blackface, Eric, and the ineptitude of the Bachelor franchise. A franchise that has proven to us time and time again that though they've promised us they've changed, they really have no interest in changing at all. Our episode covering the fantasy of it all, however, or lack thereof, I guess, will be out later this weekend. Can't wait to get into it, but until then, here's the start of hopefully some helpful discourse around the miseducation of blackface. All right. Well, the queen, Here we are. the queen is dead. Harry Styles spit on Chris Pines. The queen is dead. Yes. And uh, black Twitter forced the BBC to make the announcement earlier than they planned. So clearly that's not what we're here for. No, that is, that is not. But that has all happened in the past 24 to 48 to 72 hours. And I simply cannot keep up. Um, I would love nothing now, more, nothing more than to focus on the petty white drama of Don't Worry Darling and the fact that its score on Rotten Tomatoes is lower than the score would be if the drama surrounding that movie was the actual movie. I would love right, at this point, nothing more than for that to be the only thing I had to care about this week. <sighs> right. At this point, no one wants to watch the movie. We all just want a Real Housewives reunion with the cast of Don't Worry Darling and... I would watch that. I would. I, I truly would. Little Miss Flo. I want Shia LaBeouf to be there too. I know we, we all have mm-hmm. strange feelings about Shia LaBeouf, but I do advise people to go check out the Real Ones episode with Mr. John Bernthal and Shia. Um, it's very intriguing. It's very interesting. Definitely does not excuse his, his behavior, but talk about mm-hmm. reconciliation after someone has admitted they've done wrong. Um, and it's interesting timing considering we just can't enjoy white mess for what it is. It can't just be simply white mess. Correct. Something has to hit the fan. And usually it's mm-hmm. it's shit. And that's what's happening in Bachelor Nation as we speak. That is what's happening in Bachelor Nation today. Today? Did that come out? Or did that come I out yesterday? I think it had to have come out yesterday. I don't know. I've been in this covid stupor so i'm not i know i'm really but i also feel like it had to have come out before because jesse's little message at the end was like and we're gonna talk about the most recent allegations and blah 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 right he did say and that I'm like, his dramatic ass so... i'm thinking it's cap i thought it was all just right. like you know how they usually do and then i saw the you know yeah. the season preview the season preview for next week and i was like oh maybe it is crazy maybe it is wild and i do think there's some wild shit that's going to go down with tino after the engagement yeah. so i was like maybe that's what he's talking yeah. about but this got posted yeah. one day ago this got posted one day ago. Okay, yeah. So According to, if, if Reddit is where the original post is from, where everyone first unearthed mm-hmm. this, that is where that started. Yeah. It was one day ago. Um, and it also okay. says that on Twitter, one of the earliest tweets of it was also one day ago. Huh. Our D- okay. DMs are giving yeah. one day ago. I don't know what our yeah. comments are giving. Yeah. Okay, child. So... For y'all who don't know, because I have been living in a whole, um, uh, Eric, who 
once again, we'll get into our recap episode later. But Eric, who is now Gabby's last remaining man mm-hmm. um, on this season of The, the Bachelorettes, um, The Bachelorettes, The Bachelorette, whatever, um, has a photo has resurfaced um, from this man in high school. I think the year was maybe 2010 or something. 2010 or 2011 if he's, I don't know. if he's 29 yeah that would be that would be yeah 20, 2010 or 2011 yeah yeah and the man is in blackface mm-hmm. and it's it's bad it, it's i mean not, there's no good way to do blackface ever. um ever but this man is in full makeup afro and a full afro all of it all of it it's giving like and like you know how we've been like oh shit they're just these tans are getting deeper and deeper and deeper all season are we black fishing no 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 this is intentional he didn't cover himself in brown paint or brown yeah. brown makeup got one of his black friend's sister to give him her foundation and or Carried his ass. To, I don't even think. I think he went to Party City or something. Yeah, either right. Party City or CVS, and hit him, hit himself up with the Maybelline Fit Me. You know, four twenty. Isn't that the the place? Not the flavor. The you see oh. how frustrated and aggravated I am. Yeah. No, honestly, the the photo looked like that, like Halloween makeup. You know, the, the Ben like, Nye thick, No, not not even Ben Nye. Like just like the thick, nasty makeup that you get from party city that's mm-hmm. like you really shouldn't be putting that on your face sure. um that's what it was giving um apparently this man was trying to pay tribute to Jimi <sighs> hendrix yeah that's what he said <laughs> that's what he said according to his instagram Uh-oh. apology post his apology reads as such I wholeheartedly apologize for the insensitive photo of me in blackface for my high school yearbook that has been circulating. What I thought at the time was a representation of my love for Jimi Hendrix was nothing but ing- I can't even talk. <laughs> was nothing but ignorance. I was naive to the hurtful implications of my actions to the black community and those closest to me, and will forever regret my offensive and damaging behavior. I am deeply ashamed by my actions and understand that my apology is only the first step in taking accountability. Mm. I'm going to need y'all. I'm going to need. If you about to go on the bachelorette, mm-hmm. bachelor, mm-hmm. bachelorette, and you got some racist shit in your background. I'm just going to need you to own that. Just tell night me. One. Yeah, immediately. Just post it. Just post it on your Insta- Instagram before you go on the show. Yes. Hey, all y'all about to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. You need to know that I did some messed up shit when I was young and dumb. Yep. Um, and I've worked on it and I've grown since then. But yes, this exists. Mm-hmm. Because then we, you know, it's still wrong. And we're still going to have some things to say. But as long as you bring it forth in the beginning, like, why are we the ones who have to find this out for ourselves. And then now we, my Kayla and I, <laughs> and are the, the rest, ones having to talk about yes, this. And the rest of, you know, you know, the black creators in this franchise, you know, right. everyone is running to the folks that look like us to say, okay, right. well, how are you guys going to address it? Bitch, I'm black. 
I'm the one who's being directly impacted. How are you going to address it with your white family? What's the conversation that you want to have? And to be completely fair, you know, Victoria and I recognize that when our platform blew up, it came with a a certain um, new platform. Responsibility. uh, Yeah, yeah. I guess even responsibility. I I wasn't even going to say that it was a responsibility, but that one Mm -hmm. of our lenses in starting this podcast was that we wanted to examine the intersections of racism and Blackness as it appears in the Bachelor franchise. Yeah. Did not know that by saying we wanted to examine that, we would become the all saying CNN <laughs> news anchors, the DEI coalition. Um, yeah, for like whenever something got Child, at this point, they need to cut us a check. Now that I'm thinking about oh, it, you know, and I, I ABC, I think listen, that we deserve it. <laughs> I think, I think we deserve it. I too. think we could help. I do. I think we could offer them mm-hmm. some, some, some insight, some advice, especially with the amount of black bodies they now have working on that show. The fact that they didn't have a way to source this out sooner in the right. thorough vetting and background checking. And I think a lot of people are like, what's their his high school yearbook? Like, why would they look at that? When if you are getting a background fucking check to be on this reality TV show yeah. and you're being vetted to such a point that they're trying to make sure you ain't got no skeletons in your closet, then mm-hmm. I'm looking at your high school yearbook. Who's in charge right. of these? Who is looking for this shit? There's, exactly. in my opinion, I would be shocked if they did not have, especially if Jesse's, like, if this gets acknowledged in the, after the final rose, and Jesse's little, oh, it's going to be so shocking, and all of the controversy, we're going to address it, and all of that kind of shit. If that was, indeed, about Eric, because they had gotten wind of it a few days before it went live, uh-huh. they could have gotten ahead of this at the top of the season. They right. knew it was going to be an issue in the event that they were aware of this photo. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Eric is dumb. I don't think he went on no. this show and did not have the wherewithal to be like, well, there is this one thing I did when I was a senior in high school. Yeah, it was... Exactly. You know, oh, shit. When was over 12 years ago? But, you know, just thought I'd air it out just in case it comes up because I know that happens for a lot of your contestants on this show. I know mm-hmm. that that happened with the most recent season, one of the most recent seasons of your show. Sorry, there's a there's an ambulance passing by. Oh, that's fine. I can't hear anything. Um, but what I think should be acknowledged within this apology is one, I am very, there are two things. I am both impressed by the timing of it and the fact that it seems like it is something that he did and also aggravated that it's another fucking black square. It's another black square. And also it's the fact that, which we kind of just talked about, but it's the fact that if other people hadn't brought this up, you would have never apologized for it. Like you're not, like, are you apologizing because you are sorry or or are you sorry because you got caught? exactly and also are you sorry because you got caught because in your apology you don't acknowledge that it's racist right and I don't want to hear you know the slew there's a slew of bachelor nation I'm assuming I can't I can't presume what everyone looks like on the other side of their avatars on Instagram but white members of bachelor nation assuming that we are obligated to forgive him immediately particularly because he apologized so right. fast unlike rachel k 
you know, right. or that we should forgive the franchise for not knowing about it. And also people can change. That's not the problem. We are not denying that people have the opportunity to be transformative in their actions. What would have been transformative in mm -hmm. this circumstance is if Eric led with this. Right. And was like, there's right. hellish. And I also know that he's got a lot of shit going on, losing his father. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not even convinced that that would be, you know, at the front frontal lobe of my mind. But at the same time, let us look at the climate that is that of which the show exists in. And if a photo comes oh. out of you in blackface, mm -hmm. you have to be able to say out loud, it is racist. That exactly. is transformative. Exactly. That is restorative. That's how you take your first right. step in accountability. Not acknowledging that it's hurtful. It was hurtful in 2010, mm -hmm. baby. You just didn't give a fuck. Right. Exactly. You've never lived in a society where that kind of accountability was accessible to you. Right. Yeah, because that's what I... All right, my apologies, y'all. Technical difficulties, but we are we back. Are. And we're still upset. Um, we are still yeah. upset. Um, so I think what I was getting at was like, you just know, um, you know, you could you could blame this on a lot of things, <clears throat> but um, you know, what I see is that like. You didn't have nobody. You you grew up in a space where, as you said, nobody was holding you accountable. You grew up in a space where you didn't have no black friends to be like, mm, well, we're not about to do that. And the white people or the people that you were around didn't see an issue yeah. with this costume, this racist costume that you decided to put on and wear to school and i'm imagining that you know even if he did grow up in a space where he did have black friends let's track back to what our experiences were because we're not we're around the same age as eric right um i'm a yeah. little younger and you and eric are the same mm -hmm. no uh, i'm a little a little older um but at the same time tracking back to our own experiences and what i think is talked about a lot amongst um, black creatives and folks in the black mm -hmm. community is when they do grow up in predominantly white spaces, there's this kind of mm -hmm. acceptance of racism as if it is a joke where we Absolutely. play it off when somebody, Absolutely. you know, when your white friend says nigger and you're not ready or in a place where you know how to call them into right. question for the fact that that is wrong and you can't say that word, my nigga. Right. Whereas exactly. now that I've exactly. grown and, you know, a little more yeah. aware and lived a little more life, I know that I would square up with somebody as soon as they said it. I'm going to square up with somebody in 7-Eleven, some white man uh, calling a black woman a nigger. But, you mm -hmm. know, I also knew that that was not my mm -hmm. place and I needed to get out of the 7-Eleven. I was just there to get some medicine and keep keep my ass moving. Um yeah. But thinking about the fact that there are so many black people who were probably in Eric's community at the time, people that could have even been his friends at the time that wanted to pass it off as a joke because we don't know no better. and We don't right. have the resources to fight or advocate for ourselves in these predominantly white spaces that are funda fundamentally exactly. focused on upholding white supremacy and its tenets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had shrunken, not shrunken. We had like, um, I don't know. Shrunken is the only word I can think of, but that's not the word I'm trying to say, but that's the word that I can think of. Um, we had just, you know, shrunken our blackness down to like what was palatable. Mm -hmm. 
at the time and for, you know, if there were black people around him or what whatnot, as you said, it's like we didn't have the tools to like, so I'm sure that something within them felt, mm, I don't like this. This is giving wrong. This is giving racism. I'm not a costume. You know, what are we doing? Um, but still not feeling the support that we needed, that they needed at the time to actually speak up about yeah. it. Because, you know, if it's if it's someone like me or someone like you, you know, we're one of the very few black people in our high schools and you know it's gonna be a a battle to try to be heard and and not be seen as the angry black person at your high school because just like every single time something has come out about a bachelor or bachelorette contestant being having done something racist in their past more often than not the response from the majority white audience is well it's not that big a deal and y'all need to get over it and y'all have to be able to exactly. like forgive and forget. And that is what has been told to right. us time and time again growing up as if we are expected to always say it's okay, it's not that big a deal when actually it is and we need to right. call it what it is. We have to get to a place exactly. where we can say exactly out loud this is not okay and it is racist. Full mm-hmm. stop. And if we want right. to make steps in taking into account for of our actions in the past, we can do that and mm-hmm. acknowledge that you have the capacity to grow and change, but you cannot say that you have the capacity to take accountability if you can't call it what it is. Correct. Like that's, it's a simple, Ooh. like it's, it's just, it's mind boggling to me that people are so resistant because they're so scared of how they're tattering their own representation or like the reflection of mm-hmm. themselves that they cannot say yeah. oh yes I did hurt you <laughs> and, and this right. is how I did it and the person over here is like yo right. you hit me in the head and they're like I am so sorry for the damage that I have caused mm-hmm. it's like yeah you hit me on the head mm-hmm. and it's like yeah I hurt you and it's like but right. are you going to acknowledge that yeah. you hit me on the head? And it is why things like double consciousness and masking become such pertinent tools of survival for folks. And they don't even realize it when they're disenfranchised in these spaces that they're using it. We didn't know in high school when, like, you know, it was spirit, uh, spirit week and there was a kid running around in blackface that... Um, the reason we felt uncomfortable, but also felt compelled to out loud instead of name our discomfort was to laugh it off. We didn't know we were like exhibiting mm-hmm. traits of double consciousness. We didn't know we were putting on a mask because of the societal right. traumas we were experiencing because of societal and systemic exactly. oppression. Like we don't know how to say that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We didn't. Ha- yeah. We just didn't have those tools. We didn't have those that vocabulary we didn't know that like even like you know code switching we didn't understand that that's what it was called and that's what we were doing we just did it because we didn't feel safe to be our full selves in those spaces because it was a joke you know because people were thinking that we're funny or that we talk weird or that like we ghetto or whatnot or that we're dumb because we say something some kind of different or um, we show up in space a certain way yeah and it brings me to you know question 
does this show in the place that it is, especially because now they have Jodi Baskerville as an executive producer. For a while, they were really lauding what it meant to have a Black femme presenting human uh, being. I believe she identifies as a woman. I don't want to presume, though. Um, but that Jodi is in this position of power. And so, like, clearly the show has made strides. Not saying that y'all haven't. Yes, so glad that there is a Black person yeah. at the table. But we have also seen, mm-hmm. alongside the little steps of progress you guys have made and how Black people are represented on this show and how other POCs are represented on the show, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, that there are still some missteps. There are still some too many right. white bodies in power that like y'all don't have the, the means to acknowledge when you guys are perpetuating a stereotype in a show. Y'all don't Correct. have the yeah. means to realize, oh, you know, in the season preview where Avon is talking passionately but is not yelling at, uh, I know we're not talking about, you know, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. like what's coming up next week or anything yet but when yeah. like what are the implications of a white woman like Rachel Reckia saying Aiden why are you yelling at me when right. he is in a heated discussion mm-hmm. with her no one considers what the implications exactly. are of doing that to a black man on national television nobody mm-hmm. so how exactly. can we expect y'all at your live finale thing where you're supposed to unpack these controversies with a white host Who's yeah. not even from the U.S. Right? Yeah. He's from. Isn't isn't Jesse Palmer from Canada? I think he's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, with this white host, how do we expect him to have the <laughs> the means and the wherewithal to host this conversation? We didn't even succeed with Emmanuel Acho. We knew he was the the wrong choice right. going into the conversation, and still you guys were like. Yep, this is the good Negro we've chosen. So now you expect us to see a white person hand, handle that conversation and everything be okay? Hello? Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it's not, it's definitely not the same, but it, it remind it brings me back to the mental all when everything came out about Nate mm. and it was like, we really had to get to the bottom of this and discuss this and talk about you know get get this reckoning with with Nate and and what happened but I feel like I just feel like the way that that was handled it by this franchise is going to be taken more seriously than the way that this situation with Eric is handled because because they we just love to see people of color on this franchise fulfill whatever stereotypes that we want them that we subconsciously believe that they should exist yeah. in. Yet when it comes to a white person, it's all about white tears. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about I've changed. I've grown mm-hmm. all of that. And there's no like what you did was racist. Yeah. What you did was Absolutely. wrong. Let's call it what it is. And what are you going to do? Moving and who forward? can we bring in that actually has the resources, the means, the wherewithal, <laughs> like the the training for, for lack of a better word the Child, lived, the, the lived not, experience it, to host that conversation if we're going to talk about well it. it would be it would be Rachel Lindsay but you know she ain't yeah. come back a friend of the pop Rachel Lindsay said and I'm done you know she ain't come back she said y'all ain't about to put that labor on you me you don't have Absolutely to pay me not. two million dollars to host that baby right 
exactly um, which is completely exactly. you know they, they really should it would be it would be a fantastic episode um but yeah. it just reminds us like what the reason the black children's exist and why it is we offer the critiques we we do because this is an opportunity to do better sis right we have a show that is yeah. historically white historically christian mm-hmm. historically heteronormative um historically yeah. ableist historically um fatphobic mm-hmm. and homophobic fat-phobic, and transphobic yeah. uh i did mm-hmm. i say racist <laughs> And Mm -hmm. we have all of these tenets that kind of built the structure of the show. It's how we've always watched it. And so when we see things like this and we turn to the Black creators or the Black viewers and have an expectation of them to, one, either have the answers for how this is supposed to be dealt with, and two, or two, to be able to get over it and just sweep it under the rug, we have to realize that the flaw Mm -hmm. is both within the system and the expectation of the Black bodies that watch the show. That is not, it is not our responsibility right. to instruct the Bachelor franchise because they're not cutting us a check and we do not make a lot of money, if any at all, recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like We don't make our living off of this. Right. It is not our responsibility or our duty to teach them mm-hmm. how they're supposed to respond in these spaces. We have the, the ability to critique and offer our perspective and offer our resources and what we've learned because we work in these spaces. Right. Max just creeped by as if he was getting in trouble for walking past. It's very, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Just, now he's peeking in. It's very... Anyways. Um, and... Oh, I no, apologize. It's all good. And I think what is helpful, because we know that the people that listen to this podcast <laughs> aren't the ones who are going, Blackface yeah. in 2010 is not as bad as Blackface in 2022. Like, we know that's not y'all. Right. Um, yeah. But exactly. we do understand why folks have reached out to us to be like, are you guys going to mm-hmm. address this? Yeah. Well, you know, we put ourselves in a in a position yeah. where like this is the kind of shit that we look forward to talking about. And to be fair, when we were talking about Nate a couple weeks ago, we were like, why is the only shit being aired out about niggas? Our dream came. Our we we right. our wish has been granted. Okay. <laughs> they they have found <laughs> right. something on the white exactly. Game. Um, but something that we can yeah. kind of highlight is that there is uh-huh. an imbalance in how people scrutinize the black bodies on this show versus how the white bodies on this show right. are scrutinized. Because mm-hmm. while it's definitely in the headlines, it's not national news <laughs> that Eric was in blackface right now. Yeah. Right? Correct. Popping Correct. off on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Us Weekly. Page six and people have released uh, little quick articles about it, but it's not on the literal mm-hmm. news like it was with Nate. Right. And depending on how this conversation on Monday night goes, we'll see whether or not the, the franchise has the balls to step up um, and really yeah. acknowledge like the Tuesday. Ho- or Tuesday. Sorry, I forgot about football. Yeah. Um, the way this mm. actually is harmful and impactful and also a show for how the show does not give a fuck (laughs) about the changes they're supposed to be making on the show especially because hello gabby wendy though she is she is a white woman is identifies as a person of color yeah right so there is definitely a a conversation to be had will they be willing to have it will they um there was something that you said that made me 
think, oh, um, you know, when people come to us saying, are you going to address this? Are you going to address this? I would love to know if that same energy is brought to the white creators who also comment on the show. Um, Because once again, like we are not like we are, we have put ourselves in this position, but once again, like we are not your social educators. We are not your high school history teachers. We are not your, I don't want to say we not your friend because we homie. We're all here. Thank you for listening. But like, you're not my like white friend who, you know, like we have that understanding where we can have those conversations. Right. Like, yes, we have a trusting relationship. We hope that our listeners trust us and we, you know, um, trust y'all to be, you know, educating yourselves, but also like bring that same energy to the other white creators, to the white creators, because they should be doing that work as well. You know, like even if they're not say our tagline, you know, blurring lines, blackness, activism, and the bachelor, if they're talking about any, if they're talking about anything other than like what we see on the show, then they should be talking about this. If they're talking about some other drama, about some other relationships from past seasons, whatever. If they talk about Nate's drama with his with his mm-hmm. girlfriends, whoever. Okay, so then pull up with that same energy when it comes to the white contestants and their racism. Because one thing that I'm not and one thing that my Kayla is not is white. And so once again black people are not just going to continue to be the educators. And once, like I said, we are happy to have these conversations and that's kind of not why we started this podcast, but it's a part of this podcast, but also we're not trying to be the only ones out here having this conversation and it's not going to do any good and push and push anything forward. If we continue to be the only ones having the conversations, because we are the ones with the, who continue to be silenced yeah, the most. We have we don't you have know? access to the same platform as that of Nick Vial. We don't have the same access to a platform. Sure. Right. Like, you know, people there's going to be a difference in the way people listen to Becca Trufrin and Michelle Young. There mm-hmm. just is. Right? Um, yeah. there are also certain concessions that Michelle Young might have to make because she is catering to a predominantly white audience in a black body. Right. right? Um, right. yeah. conversations are going to be different when it is a white person um, leading the mm-hmm. charge with access to a larger um, audience and larger capital so the real question is do I trust Nick Vial to have this conversation and be the, the purveyor of this mm. Ab- absolutely mm. not mm. but are, are people no, hitting his no. DMs like yo y'all should get the black chillerettes on for an episode to really address this situation with blackface and why it's a problem right y'all should get two black girls one rose onto an episode so that you guys can address mm-hmm. it you all actually have a conversation with somebody who has the lived experience of being living in a black body in america like are those y'all should get right. into conversation um with a black contestant that has been on the bachelor and what are the harmful implications of having a racist body come into the space and right. it's not even to say that Eric is racist right now, right? But what he yeah. did yeah. was inherently racist, was racist um, at the yeah. time, is inherently yeah. racist today, and it is an issue of today. concern that he cannot name it as such. Correct. Um, and so when Correct. we turn yeah. to the people who get the most listens, who get the most capital, who get the most money, who get the most sponsorships, are we asking Becca and Jess? 
to get into conversation with black bodies over this? Do we expect mm-hmm. them to address it? Right? And right. if they do, like, are they, you know, we know Beck, well, you know, I, I guess I'll say it more so for myself. I know Becca and Jess. Mm-hmm. I'm really tight with Jess. And I fully would understand that Jess knows that she wouldn't touch that conversation unless she had access to yeah. somebody who was going to be able to lead that conversation with nuance, vulnerability, and a lived sure. experience. She's not irresponsible like for that. For sure. Right. right? If it came out as otherwise, I'd be like, all right, but now I know I, that's a white person in my purview that I can have a conversation with about that. Mm-hmm. So as we yeah. like broach this, my, my curiosity, and it's something we said before on the podcast, is what are we doing to make sure those who are most directly impacted by the harm are involved in the conversation about said harm? Because right. Eric's not the victim here, and I don't know why everybody's like, we must no. forgive Eric. I Right. I I got empathy Mm-mm. for him because he is a human being going through a yeah. very human time uh, exactly. in a whirlwind of a situation and it fucking blows that this has to come out now right but at yeah. the end of the day the harm was perpetuated by him when mm-hmm. his frontal lobe was yeah. developed enough for him to know yeah maybe I shouldn't paint myself black right you know, he's not, he's not from Appalachia where, you know, there are 16 mm-hmm. people and the only way they've ever accessed black people is by being in blackface. Like that's not his story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bros yeah. from Jersey. Yeah. All right. There are black people yeah. out there. Promise you. Oh, there's a reason he knew who Jimmy Hendrix was. All right. And I feel like, I guess we kind of just went right into it, but if there is anyone out there who doesn't know the historical context of why this is bad, um, we can go into that. First of all, where have you been? But we, I guess we're going to, to do that, um, and, and get into why that's, that is racist and harmful. So, um, you know, we can trace blackface all the way back to the 1920s, even, even I further. So it predates it further. predates the mid 19th century. It was po- predates. The yeah, 19th it was popularized century. in like theater troops because that became a huge thing mm-hmm. in the 1830s through the 1900s yeah. um, in uh, European and Westernized yeah, you're right. cultures. But yeah, it mm-hmm. like. It's older than, uh, what's that man's name? Shakespeare. It, blackface is older than that. Uh, blackface existed mm-hmm. in the Greek times as well, which is mm-hmm. like not really known, but its roots, um, mm-hmm. it being most closely tied to racism and reflecting stereotypical traits um, and making a, a caricature yeah. of black bodies is most um, closely tied to the mid 1800s. The minstrel show. Yeah, so there were minstrel shows that existed and basically black performers were not allowed to be performers. They did not exist except for in black clubs and and bars and things like that and saloons. Um, So when people wanted to do a performance, they the black performers were not allowed to be in the white spaces. So the white performers decided, you know what? 
we're just going to play these black these black characters and they made them into characters and you know over exaggerated features played them as complete stereotypes played them as inhuman um didn't give them yeah really any human qualities didn't give them really any brains um any will of their own and it was extremely harmful and that was when people that was how people viewed if you were seeing a black person on screen or on stage or something it was not a black person it was a white person playing a stereotypical and harmful and racist version of a black person and that continued until yeah until that's that's where I messed up my dates until I would say like the the early 1900s when black performers were finally able to be seen in other spaces on film and on stage. and what's interesting is in that transition in the 1900s the way in for a lot of black performers was actually in in blackface so one of the most famous mm-hmm. um black minstrels of all time uh would be burt williams right who was from mm-hmm. i believe the bahamas um but was mm-hmm. an american um actor and is considered one of the most famous entertainers of the vaudeville era, which, if you are familiar with theater, is one of the most noted classical eras of um, the theatrical industry. He's also considered one of the uh, most famous comedians of that time and is the first um, Black man to have had a leading role in a film. Mm-hmm. And his... I think he was one of the first to ever even touch a Broadway stage as a black performer, but even still, he actually was only allowed to perform in blackface. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's what he's known for. And is one of the reasons that like his life came to such a tragic end because of the weight and the burden of perpetuating those stereotypes as black people being lazy, ignorant, cowardly, mm-hmm. hypersexual, uh, hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why people look on screen and look in plays and look in media and look in books or even look at somebody like Nate and say he mm-hmm. is a player, he is a sex over-sexualized human being, you know, he's just looking to get laid. Like, that is a perception that Black bodies often take on, especially when in a relation to white bodies. There's a reason right. if you go back a few um, to when we were doing the um, Black Tourette's Gone Rogue, there is a reason Emmett Till's story carries on the way it does. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most uh, popular characters in the minstrelsy era was actually Jim Crow, which was developed by a playwright uh, whose name was Thomas Dartmouth Rice. And I know I probably sound like a nerd, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is stuff that I was only allowed to study because I took um, a specialized course called Black Theater History, right? And so, mm-hmm. as a part of his solo um, performance, Thomas Dartmouth Rice would actually take burnt cork and blackface his mask, mm-hmm. and he'd wear tattered clothing. He would sp- speak in what was assumed to be black vernacular. And would perform songs mm-hmm. that are kind of like character stories, um, kind of like the shuck and jive, which is where uh, that, that terminology comes from, that he professed that he learned from a slave. 
Mm-hmm. The earliest minstrel shows start in, I want to say, New York City, um, and they ended up becoming nationwide things, popularized in both the North and the South, and became their own kind of industry, like separate from the theater. And that kind of influence is perpetuated um, in such a way that a lot of the ways or archetypes that are built around Black characters in media, even without Blackface, are centered mm-hmm. um, on the roots of this, which is what makes it so offensive, which what's, it was what makes it so problematic. The Jezebel character, the Mamie figure, um, the reason why Hattie McDaniel's character is what, like, is what it is in um, Gone with the Wind. Right, mm-hmm. that caricature is built off of blackface and that history. Yeah, the reason uh, um, Aunt Jemima looks the way she does right. is not because they drew that character to look like a black woman, but because it was a mm-hmm. actual menstrual character. Right. It was the and it was the yeah. only way that black performers for a really long time could work which meant it was the only way we were allowed to be seen in this society Mm -hmm. and so to say that Jimi Hendrix is your like putting blackface on is your only way to pay honor and homage to Jimi Hendrix is to reinforce that notion that the only way to see us (laughs) is to co-opt what you assume our nature to be right right so that's a little um just a little i mean there's so much more that we could go into about about um blackface why it's and bad the history of that and why it's bad but once again the internet is free and wi-fi is not but um the internet if you got the wi-fi you ain't gotta pay for the internet um but the internet is free google is free um but yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we, I just like don't, I unfortunately don't think that this is the last in, incident that we're going to see with these people that keep going on no, this show. Casting don't care. And I'm like, you know what they need? They don't care. They need care. to have a black person in the casting room. So when you first like hop on Zoom, you first have a screen test, whatever the fuck it is, whatever the first step is before you get on the show, Mm -hmm. you need to have a Black person, Mm -hmm. third party, tertiary to the whole shebang, that's able to come into Mm -hmm. the space and ask like everybody on the show, have you done anything stupid in your past before? Have you done anything racist? Have you ever tweeted something transphobic? Do you have views that would otherwise marginalize a specific group of people? Like, these just are questions that we need answered before y'all get on screen. Not to say that you are not welcomed on the show and that you don't have the capacity to have changed. We Mm -hmm. just need to know before we get here. We need to know. Exactly. The publicists are scrambling. They're trying to, like, it's just... What's her name? Lori Kay? Doesn't deserve the headache that this is probably giving her right now. Yeah. Huh. Well, Eric, I don't know. And now Gabby about to be on Dancing with the Stars. And she, once again, is not responsible for Eric's actions. But like, sis, mm, what's going on? 
look forward to this conversation. Like, how are how are we going to hold these feet to the fire? Like, is it going to happen? I mean, I hope it happens, but I, I that like you said, I really can't see Jesse Palmer being like, no, let's talk about this, and and that conversation going anywhere near the way that it and needs to go. And I would be go. so bummed, or the way that I'm it should be so go. bummed, because you know, like, I, I, to my knowledge, I believe Gabby has said that she identifies as a person of color, even though she is indeed a mm-hmm. white woman. <laughs> yeah, I would be so sad if she hits us with the okie doke on Tuesday. And it's like, yeah, but racism mm. isn't that bad. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And I I know yeah. Eric for the character of man he is today. And he knows that that was wrong. Like, that's not. Do you feel like, do you feel like she needs to pull him at James? Maybe. And like, be like, I'm not with it. You did what you did. You said what you said. All the while knowing that he's about to get back with her in like I'd be a month. But be like, hmm. I'd be. Yeah, you gonna have to take some time. I'm not your teacher. Like you gonna have to take some time work on you. Um, meanwhile, he's like texting her book recommendations mm-hmm. and like all and the like things. about to go back to um, like their their hotel room together. You know, it's like right. exactly. It's like you know, I, I have to put it on for the TV. <laughs> exactly. Right. My people wasn't like, oh, no, no like not. let's have do. the the messy, do. uncomfortable, not going to end well. Yeah. The conversation that doesn't necessarily meet a resolution. Let's have that conversation. It's like we can have so many tears and drama for all this like stuff that happens on the show that doesn't actually matter. Like, yes, it matters. These are people's lives, you know, like engagements, rings, all the things. Families Even when they home. only last for 15 But it's minutes. like, but we can. Right. But I'm like, but we can get all these. We can have all that emotion and drama and like spend so much time on that. But when there's an actual racist action that comes from the person who wins the show, we can't talk about it. And we can't get real and have those deep conversations then. Yeah. Why not? Like it's not, the math is not mathing. But it is a wonderful so. reminder of how this show is a reflection of how America actually operates. Because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We started this podcast in 2020, and what has really changed? What was the what's the tweet that's going around where it's like, "Baby, you ain't you know, hey Karen, Miss Girl, you ain't looked at your 2020 DEI initiative since 2020. What's up? Did we start this in 2020? Yes, ma'am. Why am I technically we we started talking about it in 2019, but we jumped into the season in January of 2020. No. 2021 whatever you know what i'm talking about no because you really had me confused for a second because i was like no because you know we both applying for jobs and i'll be looking at my resume like and i'm like it really do say january 2021 for this podcast you're right. but should it say oh, no you're correct it is january of 2021 i'm like january 2020 i was full which like short, i'm over here so. just like oh shit <laughs> I definitely had a, a meeting today with some some managers, and I was like, "Yeah, we started this podcast in 2020." Mm. <laughs> it's all right. You the intention, the intention. Because that's there. what everything you know, started you know, you popping off with the social right. re-reckoning. Yeah. Um, right. But all exactly. of that to be said is like, we don't live in a world where these large, big name franchises don't have the means or the purview or the access to the resources mm-hmm. to host these conversations with nuance, with people who are directly impacted, with people who know what the fuck they're talking about. 
um, and really get deep with it, get grimy, get gritty, get messy with it. It's just that the sh- they don't mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> they don't want to. Yeah, that's it. It's all unicorns and rainbows. It's all very surface level because, like as you said, that is America. The people that watch the show want to believe that racism doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Just like Chris Harrison said. Exactly. And they want us to be able to say it's not that big of a deal, but that's not what exactly. we're here to do. But we are also going to acknowledge the yeah. amount of labor that goes into naming it when it is. Yeah. <laughs> when mm-hmm. it falls on us. Yeah. We really can't have nothing. We was rooting for you, Eric. We was. We was. You if and anything, your I thought something um, crazy was going to come out about Rachel this week, bro. Mm, right. Her team must be working hard. I thought something I'm crazy sure something was going to come out about Zach this mm-hmm. week, bruh. Yeah. Oh, and also forgot to even acknowledge the fact that apparently there are some photos that were on Earth of Eric hanging with some MAGA dudes. Mm, I didn't know mm-hmm. about that. I I forgot about it in, aye, in my, my foggy haze unless somebody messaged us about that being about somebody else. I don't know. It's it's all too oh, much. Okay, that could um, be. It's all it's all way too but much. The show has um, the capacity to to avoid this and address it at the same time, right? Like yeah. this could this definitely yeah. could have. Which path will yes. they go? And for Eric, when we're talking about, obviously, we're gonna put out a do better sis in tandem with this episode. When we talk mm-hmm. about accountability, the first step is being able to name what the harm is, and you weren't able to do that. Looking forward to seeing if you have the yeah. capacity to do that next week on the live little after the rose mm-hmm. finale or whatever it is. Yeah. But our expectations are low and because also, of the track record of this show. They're low. And also, you know, the way that the apology was a black square, which already triggered um, by the black square. And then also, like, like I think we talked about, about this. Black with it, we said stop. We told y'all about black squares. We told y'all about, like, what it means to actually see a face and hear words coming out of your mouth. Um, and yet, once again, in the year 2022, which also, like, it's about to be 2023, and I'm still fully processing 2019 <laughs> and 2020. Um, and it's about to be It's about to be four anyways, years past um, 2019. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I was talking to my sister. I was like, my sister is, my younger sister is the age now that I was when the pandemic hit. Sorry, I did not. I did not mean the Kevin Hart you now. No, exactly. I was like, no, that's not real, actually. That's incorrect. That's, I'm actually that Mm -hmm. age. So I don't know. You can't be that age because I'm currently that age. Um, But anyway, wild. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that threw me off from my, um thought process but no it's fine it's fine it's fine um okay i can't remember my my got her bag on y'all she ready to go um so oh so i think we need to wrap up this is a that's what this is a what's this you know what i'm resistance resistance band band. i was just i thought she had put on her bag she said i gotta get out of here victoria (laughs) i don't know you could be going somewhere it's it's earlier for no, you than it's it is for me. it's bedtime. I'm about so. to get in the shower <laughs> and drink some water. My my yeah. head hurts. Me too. I do need some water. I fully filled up my water bottle before recording this, and I do not see it 
in this room, which means that I left it. I just upstairs. stole Max's water bottle um, off of his desk. Love that. That's a that's a nice one. All right, y'all. Well, so that was a journey, was. and Eric, we're gonna see what's gonna happen mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Our bar, the bar is the quite bar is low. in hell. Our expect the bar is in hell with the uh, queen and. With the queen, y'all. I am sorry I, for yeah, that family, we... but also exactly. <laughs> but also, am I? Uh, like you know, I don't. Okay, that's true. I support the second job um, that is happening in Ireland right now, baby. I I support everybody celebrating in Africa. I support mm -hmm. everybody who has been that harmed, part, yeah, by right. that monarchy, by colonization and exactly. imperialism. Exactly, colonization and the oh my goodness. Anyways, I know. Um, I know you were not okay. about to say I know. Okay. Megan is just having a happy day I, <laughs> I said i know megan she up she she saying her prayers to diana she said girl i, look what I God see has you done. <laughs> i see she said look i see you she said you and you and the lord been at work girl and i appreciate I your service yeah um, to said. our listeners obviously Ooh. this is not probably well this is probably the episode you expect today <laughs> Um, and by today, I mean, you <laughs> yeah. know, when this is coming out on Friday, I knew you guys, we know that you yeah. guys were expecting us to say something. So here it is. I hope this offers you a little more, you know, education and information into the history of blackface, why it's so offensive, and hopefully our Do Better Sis post airs that out a little bit more, and also you understand why this is such a big deal, <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. why... We should care. We know a lot of you guys do care already because you've asked us to address this. Um, but for right, those of us yeah. who may not be aware of like <laughs> the um, magnitude of an action as such, here you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we do, yeah. of course, have our episode covering overnights, home uh, fantasy suite, whatever the heck you want to call it. Yeah. But it's going to be different mm -hmm. this time because Victoria and I are going to be in the same place. IRL. Real We're going life. to be the Black Chillerettes IRL. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. Ooh, that sounds like a like a special thing that maybe that's do. what we call like, our the, like bi-yearly or well, something maybe that's what we call our lifestyle oh. section like when we start doing our bonus lifestyle episodes this yeah. month maybe that's what it is yeah. the black shirts are good yeah. job okay Ooh, good job i have inspiration at 10 7 p.m uh my dreams will be inspired tonight yeah i just um, punched myself in the head we're gonna come back uh-oh don't do that we're gonna come back with that Re episode recap but as always we appreciate y'all for listening share this with somebody Please. you know if you got some friends who just be watching the show just to be watching it who don't know what the big deal is about eric's Jimi hendrix mm -hmm. photo share this with in them bachelorette's group chat that are confused if you got homies on mm -hmm. reddit even though we avoid that place like the plague <laughs> if you are mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. uh what an argument with some white lady in the midwest of idaho on instagram in somebody's comments if you want to send the episode to eric himself and gabby wendy just do it you know just send it right on over right. okay this should be heard exactly. and we weren't even mean bro 
No, we were not. We'd be approaching this. We've been, we've been much meaner. Mm-hmm. We'd be so nice. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. grateful. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you and amen. Um, all right, y'all. That's that. We're going to see y'all IRL in a couple days. Don't forget to review us. And <laughs> don't forget to review and don't forget to not be racist. <laughs> see ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.